Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 18, season two of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Well, the weekend started um, with some great news, Richie, but ended with a poor performance from Queensland. Um, but what did you think of the weekend um, on the other side of the fence there? Yeah, it was um, a weird one not having NRL, but um, yeah, I filled my time watching replays of State of Origin, so yeah, I was good. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're live here on Wednesday evenings um, at 8 p.m., you can also catch our show um, on the podcast on iHeartRadio at your convenience. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to be covering everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week. Um, we'll then review State of Origin Game 2 um, and our picks. Um, don't really want to talk about it too much. <laughs> um, then we'll stop and answer some questions from you guys and um, some questions from each other before we preview round 16 and make our picks. And then we'll we'll end the night time pending um, with a recap of the Super League. So remember to send comments throughout the night and questions um, as we go through and we'll try to answer them as best as we can. We may as well just get straight into top stories of the week. Hi, and good to see you here, Mark. And hey, um, Mark. I saw yeah, Simon. Simon was there too. Um, evening, guys. Hi, Simon. Um, so I guess first first bit of news, Richie, we, we kind of covered it in our own little video on Friday. But um, Sean Johnson um, signs with the Warriors on a two-year deal um, starting from next season. Um, we may as well cover it again. Uh, a yeah. bit of a surprise. Um, uh, a good surprise, but a surprise nonetheless. What did you think? Yeah, I'm still smiling like a Cheshire cat, mate. I don't care what anybody says. I'm I'm a big fan of the signing, um, as we made known the other the other week. Um, yeah, he's going to bring a lot to us, eh? Um, yeah. He's a different player to what he was, but I think in a way it's it's good for us. He's The way he's evolved is kind of just what we need right now, so um, I'm very pleased. I'm, I'm sure you are as well. Yeah, well, I covered it um, when we spoke on Friday and also um, I joined Mark um, on his show um, in the yep. weekend to talk about it too. And um, yeah, very happy with it. I think 
there's been a lot more positive than negative responses um, on the social media than I expected. I expected to see a bit more negative, but I think um, I think it just feels right. We we spoke about it, or I spoke about it with Mark, that um, it just never really sat with me that he was wearing a Sharks jersey. Um, yeah. And Simon says he's happy there too um, on half the salary. Yeah, I think the price point, um we yeah. spoke about was quite good too. Uh, I think it's a good deal, and um, I, I've been I've been watching everything I can about it um, the last few few nights, um, and I um, there was watching interviews with him and listening to other people's interpretation. I think the biggest thing that's made me excited is he genuinely feels I like wants to be at the club. He he loves the club. He wants to come back. Um, so it's not another signing the Warriors have made for a guy coming for a pay, like just for a nice little holiday and a big paycheck. Um, it's someone that believes that the Warriors have got something there. Um, and, yeah, I, it makes me excited for the future. But it's mm. kind of weird with the time of year where this announcement's come. We've still basically got almost half a season to go before he's even here. So, um yeah, gives us just gives us yes. more time to get excited, Brad. Exactly. Um, yeah. And being a pessimist that I, I can be at times, if the Warriors season continues to be on a decline, at least there's that light at the end of the tunnel for next season. Um, <laughs> but hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, hopefully we get some good performances from the Warriors again starting this week with fingers crossed. Yep, and um, Mark, Mark also mentioned. To be honest, I don't think I ever sat comfortably with Sean either wearing that Sharks jersey. No. Yeah, it's it just didn't look right. Um, he's a warrior yeah. at heart. He's a warrior at heart, and um, he's played himself into some form recently um, since he's come back from his niggle. I think that's the only um, asterisk I've got next to him coming here is what happens if he gets injured. I'm a bit worried about the depth at the halves at present. Um, yeah. If if Cody, um, I may as well cover that. Now, we, we said, um, talked last week about rumours about Cody leaving. Um, it definitely um, looks like that's starting to firm and the Titans um, looks like a, a possible destination. So if Cody leaves, you've got Sean... Um, you got Sean and Chanel. Sean O'Sullivan hasn't been re-signed yet, so he's most likely gone as well. Um, there's not a lot of depth there for the halves, so if a Sean or Chanel goes down, who's that next one up? That That's probably my only concern right now. I'm sure there's, there's someone in the wings they're looking at, but, um, yeah, that's probably my only concern that I've got. Yep, fair enough. Let's hope they're um, still looking at Cade Cust. Maybe Mark knows. Yes. Let us know, Mark. Yeah. We we covered that on his show as well. He he wasn't too keen on the Cade Cust idea, but yeah, I think as uh, I think he's a good addition due to his ability to play hooker and half. Yeah. He's good cover, which they need until they get some of the youngsters up. There's a couple of talented halves, I believe, um, in the lower ranks, but you mm -hmm. don't really want to throw them straight out there. Um, we've already got our our 14 year old at fullback, so you, you don't want to throw another young and um, out there too. <laughs> But um, we'll we'll kind of segue still with a bit of Warriors, but into NRL in general with COVID again in Australia. Um, 
I don't know. Um, oh, Mark said he'd rather look at Connor Watson. Connor Watson's a good option too from the yep. Knights. He's off contract, yep. can cover basically every position in the backs and hooker. So um, he would be a good option too. Um, it just depends if he'd be interested in one moving to New Zealand and two potentially being just a either a bench player or not even making the 17 and just being there for cover. He might think he's a bit too big for that. Um, I think if he came, he'd probably slot into the, the four-man bench quite easily. Mm. Um, but then it's who do you take off? Does that mean Jazz would lose the spot or would Jazz stay and just be a forward and you potentially um, move one of the props off the rotation? Not too sure. Um, but, yeah, COVID. So COVID's read its head again in Australia, unfortunately, and Warriors have two players in isolation. Um, Josh Curran and Ewan Aiken, um, they were on a flight with a flight attendant that's tested positive for COVID. There was potentially another four Warriors that were going to be effect, uh, affected if either of those players tested positive. Um, thankfully, they haven't. They've tested more players uh, back in the fray, um, which is very good for the Warriors because if you lose six players and one hit on top of the injuries they already have, that kind of makes me very worried about um, not only this week, but the next couple of weeks. Um, but NRL has gone into level four protocols for their players. And yeah, mm. I was going to mention that too. Um, we'll cover that soon, Simon. But um, Mark's mentioned that Todd Payton's actually in isolation too now. Um, and all the Cowboys have to be tested. So um, yeah, it hasn't gone. It's not been a great weekend for um, COVID in the NRL. But yeah, they've gone into level four protocols. And Peter Vlandes has even come out and said he's um, he's not sure State of Origin 3 will be played in Sydney due to all yeah. of this as well. Um, there's been murmurs that it potentially could be moved to Newcastle. Yeah, um, I'm going to keep my ear on the ground for that, and we should have more news on that next week um, for all of you. But, yeah, what do you think about COVID rearing its head, and are you worried that we might not have a Mount Smart game coming up now? Well, I am worried about that, Brad. I, I was... I sent you a couple of messages during the week about, you know, it might kill my trip to Auckland for, for the game. So it would be a shame if, if that would eventuate and RTS wouldn't get a send, home send-off. Um, but COVID's doing what COVID's been doing for the past nearly a couple of years now. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. still rearing its ugly head and, and it, even the implications on... on this weekend's games, you know, um, with Josh Curran and you and Aitken not being able to play, it's going to test our depth a bit. So uh, it's a real shame. But um, these are the times. Exactly. Yeah. And we've we still got a bit of time up our sleeve before that game is meant to happen. So I've got my fingers crossed that everything kind of settles a little bit and um, we don't have any border closes or anything like that that jeopardizes it. But if it continues, um, yeah, that's just part of life that we've come used to the last couple of years. And um, see, Simon said maybe the NRL should relocate to Victoria because they have up to 25% capacity. Um, yeah, that um, now Victoria seems to be the safe place over there at the moment where it was always kind of the hot spot. Yeah. Um, if everyone in Australia didn't bloody have it, I'd say move them all to New Zealand so we could get some live games, Richie. But um that's probably a bit too risky um but yeah they might have to do something because they're they're kind of shuffling everyone around as it is right now 
Mm. Um, and I see Mark said to keep Origin in Queensland because it's working so well for New South Wales this year. Um, yeah, we, we have to talk about that game soon, Mark. So um, thank you for reminding <laughs> me. Um, but yeah, we, we may as well go with more Warriors news. Um, Chad Townsend, we talked about it last week, about rumours he could potentially join the Warriors, and that's now official. He's with the Warriors for the rest of this season and is starting this weekend. So um, what are your thoughts about Chad coming home to, to the Warriors? Well, just given the way our halves have been performing of late, um, I think it's welcome news. He, he'll add a bit of calmness and experience and, and bring a decent enough kicking game. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty pleased about it. I think it'll it'll be okay. Um, hopefully, he, I mean, him and Dallin slotting straight in this week, so hopefully that goes off without a hitch and, and you know, they, they've integrated into integrated into the team nice and quickly yeah it should be good i'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes i thought he was playing quite well uh, mark said what game game constitutes two teams i thought yeah see <laughs> we we can just we'll, we'll keep all the giving brad crap about origin um for the next segment i think um and there was a, a good question from simon there paul which we may as well put a hold on to our question section um that one was quite interesting so i'd like to take a chunk of that later um but yeah, Chanel Harris will we'll keep on the Warriors train. He doesn't require surgery on his pick and could potentially be back in four weeks, um, which I think is great news, not only for him, but for the Warriors in general. I um, think um, on, on another side of it, I think it'd be great for him to get some game time with Chad and learn yep. off Chad while we've got him. I um, think that will give him a lot of experience that he's potentially not been getting um, essentially since... Um, I'd say since Sean left the club, but probably Blake Green. I think mm. Blake Green, um, as critical as I've been of him in the past, uh, you can't deny he has a lot of knowledge um, with all of his experience. So I think having a guy like Chad there, Chad's won a premiership. Um, he knows how to lead a team around. He's got all that stuff. If Chanel can get as much information and knowledge off him as he can um, in the next couple of rounds, uh, next, uh, what is it, like 10 rounds, I think, yeah. Um I think that will um not only do wonders for the Warriors this season, but for the Warriors in their future with what Chanel can do. Um mm. so yeah, great there. And um Mark said Chad's fifth tackle kicking game is going to be a big change. Yes, yeah. um that means the Warriors will actually have a kicking game. So um that will be handy. And um Chad's been been not playing first grade, but the last game he played was against the Dragons, and he actually won um, won the game for them with a, a golden point field goal, if I can recall. So um, yeah. having a guy that can step up in that clutch situation, which the Warriors have found themselves in quite a few times this year, um, I think will be quite beneficial for us. Um, and I promise the last bit of Warriors news. Um, it kind of segues a bit, but Reese Walsh missed state of origin um, due to a hamstring injury. Uh, there's been no word on how long he could be out. He was out this week regardless due to um, the origin guy. He had to be in isolation. Um, so he was never really going to be ready for this game. But hopefully it's not too bad and he'll be ready for next week. And um, when he left Origin, um, Ronaldo Mulatalo was brought in. Um, 
to make his debut, but then was ruled out 24 hours before kickoff due to being ineligible to play for Queensland. Um, that saw Xavier Coates make his return at the last minute. Um, what did you think about this whole kerfuffle about um, Ronaldo not actually being eligible for Queensland, but being picked? He's been playing mm. for Queensland in age grade, so my feeling is this should have been picked up long before this game. Game day. Um, <laughs> long before yeah. game day. <laughs> and he was, he was named in the extended squad for this game, so you think at that point, I would have thought that people would be checking to make sure everyone's legit, but yeah. I'm not sure. I know it's a bit murky because um, I think the rules are that you have to be living in Australia before the age of 13, and he was Correct. 13 and 10 months or something, yeah. apparently. He missed it by 10 months. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'll i throw a spanner in the works. I, I think you should be born there. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. yeah, I think that makes it a lot easier um, well, for this type of thing and keeps it a state of origin because I know um, everyone's favourite guy, Buzz Rothfield, basically um, said a lot of these kids playing origin now um, are technically um, not from Australia um, because they've all moved there, admittedly at a young age, but they all moved mm. there um, from other places and I think they were talking a lot about this some they are saying that the players don't have that state of origin rivalry that the australian kids do i'm not sure um i think jerome luai um he's come out and said how committed he is to playing for samoa but he's very yeah. proud to play for new south wales um yeah um look i don't mind so much the if you're born there or if you're born elsewhere and move there as a kid I mean, especially when Australia has scouts over here in New Zealand picking up school kids and whatnot, you know what I mean? So it's kind of a little bit their own doing in some cases as well. Um, but, yeah, that the Ronaldo one was funny, mate. I, they, they, they bend the rules for someone like Suwali to play before he play NRL before he's 18, but they, they can't bend the rules for Ronaldo, who, who had gone up through age grade, Queensland teams, it's, it's strange, you know. You'd think they would have given him, given him an exemption. Um, I, I think I think that goes to who the player is as well. Um, and let's be fair, um, if Ronaldo had played or didn't play, I don't think it would have changed the outcome that we're going to talk about soon. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. But, yeah, I think, I think it should have just been picked up earlier. Um, it makes league look bad. Um, yeah. that the, the NRL go, oops. 24 hours before kickoff. Um, it, yeah, it doesn't make them look that professional. It looks a bit, you wouldn't see it. Um, well, I, it's hard to say. I was going to say you wouldn't see it in the international game, but the international um, game is just as murky when it comes to eligibility. Um, yeah. We saw it, you think, uh, the, the World Cup where Nathan Fiend played for the Kiwis and then was pulled out um, because it, it wasn't correct and he wasn't eligible. And Mark just said, um, well, he plays for the Roosters. If Ronaldo um, was a rooster, he would have been helped. If Ronaldo was a rooster, he, they, this would never have come up. Um, putting my 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 um, rooster-hating hat on, if you will. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, hopefully um, this has kind of woken everyone up to it and they clear the situation up 
before um, the next one and actually make there was a line in the sand already but make that line a bit firmer um so mm. we don't have this type of um error happen again um yeah very disappointing but um yeah. we'll get off we'll get off the origin just for a little bit um i promise but kevin walters has um declared that tavita pangai jr and matt lodge will not be leaving the broncos this season like the rumors that we talked about last week um they want to make our news irrelevant now richie um, so it sounds like um, Ben Eichen, when he's coming, yeah, to from what I hear, he's kind of tapped him on the shoulder, it, yeah, and said no. Um, because as we talk, there, there's pros and cons with Matt Lodge. I think what he can do for you on the field is something the Broncos don't really want to lose. So I think Ben Eichen's kind of realized that type of thing and said no. And Tavita Pangai Jr., very much the same, he's very good on the field very bad off it um and it's just for him it's just about consistency if you can get to vita pangai jr to play how he's played the majority of the season for the broncos year long um he makes your team a lot stronger um and they're gonna need big forwards like that to help adam reynolds next year um that just goes without saying and if you lose them um what do you who do you bring in to replace them yeah, well, honestly, looking at whenever the Broncos have done well this year and had a win, um, Tavita Pangai Jr. and Matt Lodge have been the heart of it, and they've they've been ma- making the meat of their uh, yardage and everything. So um, I don't think those yeah. two guys are, are the you know at the heart of the Broncos' problems, to be honest. And and I just thought no. it was quite weird that what what was happening the week before with. Tavita Pangai Jr. and telling them he can he can look elsewhere, and it's even stranger that they've done a big U-turn. So maybe this is a bit of Ben Iken, um influence, which which is good. You know, they need they need um, some fresh ideas, and it's nice to see some action. Yeah, definitely. And um, I've brought up Mark's comment here because I think it's actually a good point that I wanted to bring up too. Said um, they talk about wanting to boost the international game, yet Mal Meninga is trying to sway yeah. Jerome Luai to turn his back on Samoa now to represent Australia. Double standards so long as Australia benefit. Agree 100% there. It was yep. only a couple of weeks ago Mal Meninga was saying Luai shouldn't be in the Origin team um, playing for mm. New South Wales because he wants to play for Samoa. And then now New South Wales, somehow with the horrible team they have, managed to get a couple of wins. And he he wants them in there. Um, he wants them in Australian team. They they got to stop it. Um, maybe that's that's pro, that's another reason why I brought up the um, being born in Australia for Origin, mm. because that you see this all the time. How many guys in that Origin team could be playing for New Zealand, Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, um, if they weren't? Um, playing Origin, and a lot of those guys will pick Origin over um, the international game. It'll be interesting to see what Luai does, though, because he did come out and say he would play for Samoa for free. So if he turns around and says, no, I'm playing for Australia, it's not a good look for him. Again, though, you get paid pretty well to play for State of Origin and play for Australia, so I wouldn't give him too much stick for saying yes to that, but if you're going to be swayed, you, you can't come out and say, I'm going to play for my, my home island for nothing. 
um, that's how much I want to play for Samoa. Um, mm. But, yeah, he hasn't said that he's going to defect, so I'm not going to throw shade at him when a decision hasn't been made. I think he'll stick with Samoa. Um, hope so. He He's clearly going to make State of Origin even if he does play for Samoa because he's in um, that Penrith team that seems to go all right. So yeah. um, I think he it's not going to cost him an Origin job. So mm. Yeah, look, this, this is just my opinion, but I think over over on the western island in australia they they say they care about the international game but i think it's just a little bit of lip service um i think state of origin's always been their showpiece and and they'd rather look after that backyard first and and their own backyard if you get what i mean i i 100 i think if they actually believed in saying that we would have actually seen an international game the weekend just gone um yep. There would have been uh, New Zealand versus Pacific Islands or New Zealand versus Tonga, New Zealand versus someone. Um, even if it was um, they didn't play the Kiwis, they had like Samoa versus Tonga or mm. something like that. Or even just a Pacific Islands mix-up or something. Something to get people interested in internationals. It, there's... Um, it might not happen. That's in my news coming up. But um, there is a thing called a World Cup apparently coming up. Um, so the fact that you're potentially going to have all these teams walk into a World Cup with no warm-up games is crazy. Yeah. You can say State of Origins kind of a warm-up game for Australia, but the Kiwis, I don't even remember the last time the Kiwis played. Um, it seems that long ago. Yeah. Um, and Mark's just said he can't see Munster not getting picked for Australia, no matter how poorly he plays. Yeah. Um, I think the only reason they would pick Luai in Australia is because of his partnership with Cleary, but I think Munster will get in um, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it would it would be unfortunate to see him if he did defect and then he doesn't even play. He ends up being like a number 14 that gets a couple of minutes. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty confident um, we're, we're recording it so I, I can get embarrassed later. I'm pretty confident he's going to stick with Samoa. Um, but yeah, next bit of news, Yvonne Sampson has been announced as the new co-host for NRL 360, um, replacing Ben Eitken. I Have you watched any? I haven't been able to watch yeah. any yet. Yeah, um, how is she? How is she on there? Um, she's I mean, usually yeah. pretty good on everything I've seen her on. Yeah, anyway, she, so. she's good. She's nice and professional. Um, yeah. The big challenge for her is going to be getting a word in over the other three. Um, Paul Kent, James Hooper, and Buzz normally sort of ramble over themselves and and fight each other for um, you know for airspace. So yeah, <laughs> but, but even no. Ben Iken struggled at times with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, with, with the three grandpas trying to talk over the fence to each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, congratulations on her for that. Um, I was I was hoping, I was hoping they were going to go um, with a with a female host on there too. Um, mm. And there there was really, um, yeah, she's kind of the top of that list. Um, there yeah. are quite a few that are very good though that could have done the job. I thought. Um, and then yeah, the last bit of news before we get into what you've been waiting to talk about with Origin, but. Um, a decision will be made by the end of this week if the World Cup will go ahead or be delayed. Um, so we just talked about there's no warm-up games. There potentially might not need to be. Um, but 
um yeah i'm not sure i think i think it probably will get delayed with how covid's been um the fact that it's fled up again in australia there's still a lot of problems in the uk where it's going to be based um but yeah not too sure yeah um yeah <laughs> no i agree simon i don't think that they care about the yeah 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 he, he, you're very naive. Yeah. Australia don't care about that then to the actual game. I don't think England and don't care about it as well. Yeah, possibly, right? Yeah. I feel it's just the, the Pacific Island teams and us that care about internationals, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, I love a good Kiwis game, and I think the passion you've seen from Tonga and its fans um, have – have shown how good it could be but yeah you're right australia and england don't really care i think mm. um australia would be happy if there was um if australia just didn't have internationals and they just played state of origin and yeah mark said if the world cup doesn't go ahead the talks in australian versus kiwi series at the end mm. of the year which i think they'd have to do they have to fill that gap with something um but i'm not sure if i want to play australia because it's going to be new south wales versus the kiwis and i don't like our odds <laughs> Or, or why not make it a tri series and include um, include Tonga and have a go 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 three way? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, but, and um, yeah, you go. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's yeah. Who who? I wish they would pump up the international game. You know, if they really pull their socks up, and it could be great. You know, I I grew up on seeing Kiwis games at at Carlo Park and things like that. And I just get such warm, fuzzy memories. So it's a shame that they, that it's just kicked to the wayside. So, so regularly. We don't even really get that many Kiwi games on home soil anymore either. No. Um, if we, if we do get them, it's over in Australia, which I think is a, a big loss. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I think the last time I went to a Kiwis game, it was at Mount Smart, but David Kidwell was still playing. Um, mm. that's probably more on my part than, than the Kiwis, but yeah, I think they need, they still need to invest more into it. Um, but yeah, and, um, Mark's put there, uh, that he'd rather the Pacific nations give Australia a big FU and play a Samoa, Kiwis, Fijian and Tonga series. Yeah. If Australia isn't interested, they should just go without them and do mm. it. And I think that would be great. I think, um, in the past you might've gone, eh, no, because, there was such a divide or such a distance between the Kiwis and the Pacific Islands now. But mm. um, Samoa has got a very good team, and the Kiwis, they always can pull something together, and Tonga is right up there. I, I would put Tonga right up there with New Zealand and Australia. I'd put them above England. Um, I think they're, they're, they're the big smokies um, for me. Um, when it comes to any game, I, I would never write them off, even if they're playing Australia, because they've just got so much talent. Um, and, yeah, Paul said in the background, the problem is um, the money's in Oz. Yeah. Very true. That's true. Very true. But, um, and, yeah, Simon said Thursday our time, so tomorrow, um, for the World Cup news. So mm. that's obviously going to be something we're going to talk about next week. And, um, yeah, Mark said Tonga and Fiji have both beaten the Kiwis in the past few years. And Tonga also beat Australia as well um, at Mount Smart. Look, and you know you put if you put the Kiwis versus Tonga at Mount Smart, they'd, they'd sell that twice over. They'd sell it, yeah. they'd sell it out. So, um, 
Yeah, you you could you could put Tonga against anyone at Mount Smart and they're going to sell it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, the amount of support they get is just fantastic. And I don't know why the NRL aren't. I would be using Tonga for everything. Go Tonga. It doesn't matter where Tonga goes. They they get all the fans. They all come out. Um, come out of the woodwork and come and support that team. So I'd be trying to throw my team against Tonga every day of the week that I could, just because you know it's going to have bums on seats, which is how you make your money. So, um, yeah, hopefully we we get some international footy soon because it's been a while. Um, but we may as well get into what you want to talk about, State of Origin. Before we get into your big game, um, on Friday night we had the, the women teams play. Um, with Queensland actually um, doing something right for Queenslanders and getting the win here, winning eight to six. Um, I enjoyed this match. Um, even though it wasn't high scoring, I thought it was quite entertaining. Um, I'll segue a bit into a funny moment. Um, we didn't really understand what time it was kicking off and Sky Sport in New Zealand, right before kickoff, had a replay of last year's game and we thought it was the live game. So we were watching it quite paying attention and then um realized that on the website the time hadn't started yet and some of the players weren't wearing the right jerseys and then put it together um was real shake your head moment um for me i was quite embarrassed but um other than that was really good and yeah mark said four of the warriors girls are in the queensland women's team as well um, which was great to see um and um yeah i thought it was really entertaining and i thought the referee um did a good job she was the referee in the game last year as well, and she had to make a tough call. Uh, it was all leveled up um, in the final stages, and she gave a penalty that ended up giving Queensland the win. And I'd put money on it. I don't think one of the male referees in the NRL would even make that call. I don't think they have the balls to do it. Was um, it the right call? I'm a Queensland fan, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I think you could definitely argue on both sides, but I think the fact that it could have gone both ways is why the NRL guys don't make that call. They're too scared to. Um, Yeah. I think it was, it it could have gone either way there, but yeah, I thought it was a very good game. And I think this game was evidence alone that they need to make this a three game series instead of just one match a year. And um, yeah, Mark's also commented the young Queensland hooker Destiny Brill was brilliant on debut. Yeah, she was. She came out. She had a little bottle rocket. Um, thought she played really well. Um, there's a lot of very good players on both sides, um, which makes me more excited that there's more teams coming into the women's NRL comp this year. Unfortunately, as we've covered already, um, the New Zealand Warriors won't have a team this year. But um, when they come back in as well, we're going to have quite a few teams. I think it's going to make it a lot more exciting. And you'll see um, the women's game get to improve with more of them getting to be on that that grand stage and playing um, in front of big crowds and stuff. And I think they always give it their all. It's always very entertaining. Mm. Um, so, yeah, any thoughts before we move on to the big game um, from you about this game? Oh, like you say, it was but despite the scoreline, it was a good game, you know, Nice, some nice big hits in there as well. Um, I think the call at the end probably was the right call, even though there was a bit of, um, you know, the New South Wales camp threw a bit of shade there, um, calling it milking. Um, you know, it is what it is. There was a bit of a leg pull, and I think, like you, I think the ref made a brave call there and, and pretty much got it correct. Um, just a shame it's only a one match series. You know, I think New South Wales yeah. would have come back and won. 
<laughs> and yeah, and like Mark's just said here, um, for people listening, uh, the problem with making the women's game a three-game series is um, the whole not fully professional aspect. Play a tough 100%. origin and then back to study or work the next day. That's yeah. true. Um, then, then he's also added need to get these women as full-time professionals. I think that's that needs to be the next goal. First goal is getting more teams into the NRL mm. women's competition and then making them professional. They have to. Um, you see it, the, um, Mark would know because he's spoken to a lot of the Warriors women's side. Um, it was a bit different because of COVID and everyone being over there, but when they're on both sides of the Tasman, having to like book time off from your job because you have to fly to Australia and play a game and then mm. come back and stuff, that's a lot of pressure. Um, a lot of the, the young ladies have families as well. Um so juggling a family, not getting paid to play football and a job that pays you is a lot of pressure. And they, the games are quality enough to be worthy um, for them to be paid for their services. Um, I, think, I think you might see it. We'll probably see it down the line for sure. It's just, you know, we're in uncertain times and I know COVID affected the NRL financially um, and they're trying to, um, rec recoup those losses so um i think like, i think like if the said, roosters just um gave up some of their salary cap they could pay for everybody in that league <laughs> but um, the, the quality of the women's games coming on leaps and bounds especially since the bringing in the nrl so you know yeah it will end up there eventually but yeah all in time i guess yeah so we may as well go on to the only other game of the week. Um, Sunday night, um, New South Wales just scraped through and beat Queensland 26-0. Yep. Um, another another embarrassing night for me. And um, first time Queensland have been held scoreless at Suncorp. So yeah. um, very, very dark days. Um, I may as well let you go because I kind of switched off on this game mentally mm. um, about 10, 20 minutes in. Understandably um, so. so. Yeah. So what happened? What what happened there? Um, I think a, a little bit. New South Wales are a fantastic side this year, and um, then also you got to look at the Queensland team, and and they're having a lot of trouble in key areas. You know, missing some key players. Um, when you think some of the stock they've got out with Kalen Ponga, and even then the backups with Brimson not there, and Harry Grant, so. You know, I think you throw all those guys back in the mix, it, it becomes a little bit closer. But, um, yeah, then you look at New South Wales and that back line is just deadly. And Latrell and Tommy and, and um, Tedesco was fantastic in this game as well. With He had a lot of touches. But then Latrell with um, some massive defensive plays, one-on-one -on -one rips leading to tries and then an intercept try. Um but then on the other side of the ball, you see Tommy Turbo and, and um, Toto saving tries as well, even when the game's already done and dusted. So, Yeah, that um, that Tommy Turbo try saver in the corner on Xavier Coates um, was, like was amazing. It yeah. was like Roger. And like you said, the game was already basically over. They they knew that, that if Xavier had scored that try, it wasn't going to magically resurrect Queensland. But mm -hmm. to still have the not only the pride in the jersey, but the pride in yourself – to make sure he didn't score, I think um, was a great kudos for, for Tommy Turbo, um, which I genuinely don't like doing with Manly players. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought they were all fantastic. Um, 
Mark's put a nice little joke in there, which I will say um, because it is funny. Um, Brad, can you explain <laughs> why Mulatalo was ruled ineligible to play, but the rest of the Queensland squad decided not to play also? Yeah, that's actually a note I have. Um, Queensland never <laughs> never turned up. They didn't turn up. Um, Emily, I thought the first five to ten minutes, I thought there might have been a game on the line, but then after that, it was just may as well have watched the last one where they didn't show up either. Um, they, yeah, they just look horrible. And yeah, there are a lot of good players out. Um, Mark's also said Tarek Sims and Isaiah Yell, the unsung heroes. Yep, yeah, they, they were great. They played well. There were even people talking about why Sims was in that team, saying he didn't really need to be in there. But I thought he had a great game. Um, yeah, both games. You, both games. Yeah, real good. You, you can't. You get this team is full of superstars, but you need you need grunt men as well. And mm. that's basically what they are. That that might be insulting them a little bit due to how talented they are. But you need guys that are going to get in the grind and do the hard yards for you. Um, so your Tommy Turbos, Latrell Mitchells and Tedesco's can look pretty out the back. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's, um, I think even if you did have Ponga and all those guys in that Queensland team might have been more competitive, but I don't think I would have sat here and I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Did Queensland would have won, despite picking Queensland every week and shock horror, I'll pick them in the next one as well. Um, what do you think the problem is, Brad? Because I think when you look at, yeah, they've got a lot of people out, but then their big players, their captain in particular, and Munster, you know, their halves pairing, um, Daly Cherry Evans, the captain, they, they, they just look disjointed. It's not like they didn't have chances. They had a good amount of ball in the game and they just never looked like doing anything with it. I don't want to blame the coach because in all honesty, I don't think you really need one for this. I think everyone kind of knows what they're doing. They get in. Um, you kind of need a bit of guidance, but I don't think Paul Green's of that caliber. But then I didn't think Kevy Walters was either, um, which you kind of saw... Queensland weren't really playing that well. And then they pulled out the um, the miracle one last year when they had Wayne Bennett back. Um, mm. So I think there's a bit of that. And I don't know. I feel like the Queenslanders just don't have their heart in it. I, that's a hard thing think, to say because I don't know. I I don't I, I can't speak for them. But I, th I think you're on the money there. But maybe that's more what, at this level, what the coach needs to do. Um, there was a lot being said about some of their um, them talking about lack of motivation and and kind of what more motivation do you need other than being selected for your state, you know? Um, 
maybe at this level the coach just got to give you a big um, G up and and um, you know make you want to yeah. bleed for your state, and that's kind of what Bennett would give you. Yeah, exactly. And um, Mark's put two comments in, which I'll cover. Um, Safiti's grown into stature this season too. Yeah, Safiti, he had a great game. And he also said, do you think as a defensive centre like Will Chambers would be a good yeah. selection? Yeah, we, we talked got, about we it for the last it. game. Yeah. Um, saying Kirk Capewell's not a centre and he shouldn't be out there. And I expected Absolutely. them to either bring Chambers in or bring someone else into the game. Um, and I think, yeah, that's... Um, that's probably the biggest thing. They, it's it's okay for New South Wales to put superstars in the centres that kind they know what they're doing. But when you're putting superstars like that on one side and a forward on the other, you're on the wrong side of that. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we've not had a three nil sweep since two thousand and ten. Um, look, there's only been two this century. What what do you? Uh, are we going to see a three 0 Do you think, or, or are we? Are we going to see the third, the third sweep of the year, of the of this century? Well, Cleary's out, no. so that makes it a little bit harder. I know. Clear, Cleary yeah, Cleary's out. out. That's, a, that's a big out. Cleary's out, and Harry Grant and Ponga should be back for the next yeah. one. Reese Walsh will probably find himself in the mix again too, um, just because Greeny wants to to hurt us Warriors fans. Um, and I think, I think, yeah. If there's any time for a three and zero, it's probably this right now with this New South Wales team. But I don't know. Stranger things have happened, and I'll still pick Queensland because I'm stupid, really. I guess. Um, but I think yeah, it's it's too hard to tell. It's I didn't expect either of these games to be as one sided as they were, and then Murphy's Law. The next game is going to be really tight. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the I, I just I, I, Brad, look, we, we know you like your merch. We we can see you've got your um your calendar in the background, you've got your jerseys and stuff there. Uh, obviously, as a, as a Queensland fan, um, I just want to know: are you uh, um are you are you, are you going to be going um going shopping? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's, just, that, that's hurtful, Paul. Um, it's magnificent. <laughs> Um, no, Queensland or State of Origin is always that weird one for me because I support Queensland, but if Queensland lose, I'm not really that worried about it because I'm not a Queenslander. Um, I wouldn't change it. You like these colors, don't you? You like the black, black and white. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I always want to see Queensland win though. Um, but yeah, if I think it's, it's great for New South Wales at the moment. Um, they've got all the best players basically that are running around in NRL jerseys playing for their side. So they should be doing what they're doing right now and um, full credit to them. And Mark's also said, Vaughton, Meninga, Bennett, all proud Queenslanders that um, buy into the passion and yep. belief of the Queensland spirit and the players buy into that. Green doesn't seem to have that passion. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's kind of what we touched. I think it's that. Um, that's why. Um, I think it's that. That thing it's kind of like what we said um in regards to new zealand team we're like bluey mclennan bluey mclennan is that kind of coach where he didn't do well in the nrl because you had to do it for 26 weeks but for like the kiwis in those little one-off games or a couple he was that kind of 
gets you emotionally invested and that mm. gives you that push. Um, and Mark's also said, can I ask how you became a Queensland supporter, Brad? Um, my stepmother's family lived in um, Queensland when I was a youngster. So that was kind of all I really knew um, of Australia on that type of things. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, that's probably why I just gravitated to that because that's where I had family. So that was my team. And um, Simon said, can Queensland get Wayne Bennett back in the coaching? He doesn't want to. Um, they wanted him to stay for this one, and he said no. So I, I don't think so. But um, I would didn't think you'd see Wayne Bennett in the coaching role for Queensland again last year, and he came back. So with Wayne Bennett, you can never rule him out. Um, I think you just need to get him on the right day, and he'll come back. I, I think he'll probably still be coaching when he's in his, like, 90s. So... <laughs> probably <laughs> um so yeah we may as well that's it for that game um well done richie your team won again and our, our picks um we had i got zero because i i picked the game wrong and you got one which puts our new south wales totals to me zero out of two and you two out of two so um I'm, I might come back. I might come back with one game left. I, I might I might get you, put you at the post. Last game's um, worth three. <laughs> yeah, and Mark also commented saying, I thought it might have been the Warriors playing in Origin. Yeah, we've all been Queenslanders bar Ryan Hoffman. No, nah, it was before that. Um, I went through the, the poor years of Queensland when Andrew Jones was running around. Um, so I think it's just dominant half. I... I always go with whoever's the best half in the game that's the origin team that's going to win you had joey johns and new south wales are really good then you had thurston now you've got um and now you've got cleary so i guess when sam walker becomes like the next big thing that's when queensland will come back or it's um our lord and savior reese walsh <laughs> um so yeah um that's the only games really so we may as well get into viewer questions before we ask ours um, can you find that one, Simon, said Paul? Oh, he's trying to find it. There's, Mark's been taking over the comment feed, so there's so many comments there, it's a bit hard. It is, uh, but it, it was... Um, so So basically, the, the question from Simon was, be interested in your guys' opinion on the Queensland Rugby League chairman insisting on the Coronella Sharks relocating to Brisbane. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I, I'm i not for it. Um, it just shows how desperate Queensland are to try to get a team that can win there because they're going to try to take even the Sharks. Of all teams, the Sharks, really. Um, I'd rather try to take Canberra, if I, to be honest. But, um, yeah, no, it, I don't – I think there are so many teams in Sydney, so if you were going to move a team, a Sydney one is. But I don't see – a person in Brisbane being swayed to support the Cronulla Sharks just because they moved there and become like the Brisbane Sharks or something. I don't, I don't think you, you've got a team's already got its base. You, you can't relocate it and expect that base to move with it. Um, so I think it'd be very hard. But in saying that, if they move the Warriors to Australia, I'd be upset, but I would still be a Warriors fan. So, um, 
that one throw, but that's a bit different because it's the Warriors. But yeah, I I don't think I don't think you can um you can switch a team like Simon said personally. He's against any relocations of teams in Sydney, and he's not even so. Yeah, I don't think it's going to help. Um, I don't think relocating is going to strengthen the game. No, um, by any means. Well, the Sharks um, and, have, yeah. the Sharks have got fifty something, fifty five something years of history, you know, so it'd be weird to relocate them to a completely different state, to a state that hates that team. Yeah. I'm still for starting a new team in Brisbane and just getting rid of the Broncos because they're rubbish. Um, well, just, yeah, you might, as well just, you might as well just start a fresh team instead of relocating a, um, a Sydney which, team. to Yeah. Which is what they're going to do anyway. But yeah. yeah. Um, and were there any other questions or are we just too good answering them as we go? I've just been answering as we go, but there is. Um, uh, I, I was just going to quickly um, bring an image up uh, for us to for us to. to um, it's not another joke one, is uh, it? You you can't do that It's not another joke one. No, it was. Um, it was having a look at uh, the and that hasn't worked because the because when I had it open before, it had all the um, or had 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 all the picture or had all the teams. Um, so that didn't work. Sorry, folks. Um, it had, but it showed you where all where all the uh, uh, where where all the teams kind of are located, um, which is what. Uh, so let me just try and make that a bit bigger so you can actually just see the, the picture itself. But um, yeah, when you've got was it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or I mean more than half the teams in Sydney, and then all the rest of them are basically well on the east coast. There, there's nothing. Um, there's nothing in the left-hand side of Australia. I mean, to try and say that um, that uh, sort of league is only really based in Australia and New Zealand isn't really true, is it? It's just based in Eastern Australia. Um, yeah. it's not, we're not even to international here. We're not, it's not even a, it's not even a national competition in Australia. So yeah, it, it is very very Sydney centric. Um, yeah, I th- I think Mark could probably add more to that being a guy over there. But yeah, it's a very Sydney based um, sport, especially you've got um, Aussie rules kind yeah. of dominates. Um, and yeah, so I said the majority of the Sydney teams are in West Sydney as well. Um, yep, I mean, yeah, and Tigers aren't really, but so yeah, I, I think the, the key thing is, yeah, you say moving teams probably isn't going to work. The key thing is, if there's any expansion, it can't be another team in Sydney, yeah, and it's not going yeah. to be there. They're looking be. at Brisbane, and then um, there'd be a t- another team in New Zealand before there was another Sydney team, but yeah, like Mark said, um, the original, um nswrl which was what the comp started as was a sydney competition so it, that's why there's so many because that's where it was and then they just expanded um and yeah there, there's been teams that have come and gone um as well um teams that have merged we obviously we had balmain for a long time before they merged with um western suburbs to become the west tigers um you had St. George and um, Illawarra as well. They merged. So you had a few of those happen. And, but, um, yeah, I don't... You had Super There's League probably... era, era too where you had, like, your Adelaide Rams and... And, and the Crushers. The, yeah, and the... Was it the Western Reds? Was, who was the team yeah. from Perth? Yeah. So they've yeah. experimented with it in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, Adelaide, um, Adelaide is someone that doesn't have... That, so that they could be expanded into, obviously, Perth. Um, both two places. Um, never mind, obviously Tasman as well. Oh, sorry, no, Tasman, Tasmania. 
um, as well. Uh, but anyway, just yeah. that's just me prattling on. And you say yeah, we we do, we dealt with most of the uh, questions actually as we were going through the uh, through yeah. the show. So we may as well go with your question for me, Richie, because I know you love talking about origin. So you may as well keep going. Uh, yeah, I wanted to keep it origin themed, so I just could keep prodding you throughout the show, Brad. Um, so put, I want you to um, pretend you're in my camp for a moment uh, with Kaleri being ruled out for Game 3. Really interesting to see what happens with with his replacement, and there's a f- number of options. You know, obviously, you got Adam Reynolds. Uh, Mitch Moses has have been in pretty good form. You could move Luai to 7 and... and promote Jack White into six, I guess. So um, what would you do? Something different entirely or someone from from that lot? I think, yeah, I think it's, for me, it's a toss-up between Moses and Reynolds. Um, Before I answer, yeah, Mark said the Rams never really worked, but Perth is a league city and could be a viable option. Yeah, I think they need to look at something in Perth too. Um, But back to your New South Wales, I don't really care who plays, man. Just put the water boy out there. I I knew you wouldn't, but... (laughs) But, um, I think it has to be between Moses and Reynolds. I think out of the two, I think Moses has been playing better as of late. Um, So I would probably be going with Moses. Um, Mm. I don't really like either option. I I feel like it kind of... Your level of half kind of takes a nosedive after Cleary. Um, Not saying that Queensland are any better, but... Mm. um, yeah, I think it has to be just based on form. I'd probably be going with Moses. But then Reynolds, I think Reynolds can deliver if he's asked as well. So it is really hard. But I think those are the two. And yet Mark just said Reynolds would provide better kicking option and as a goal yeah. kicker. Yeah. yeah. So I'd probably go with Reynolds because I generally just don't like Mitchell Moses. And Reynolds um, probably got better big game experience than Moses as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and Mark's also said Moses would inject more spark. Yeah, he would inject the spark, but I think you've kind of got Luai that can do that for them. So I'd have your Reynolds and Luai as your option there, um, and that would kind of cover all the basis. But um, Fitler's had a little bit more experience with rugby league than me, so he, he probably knows what he's doing. So um, I'm sure whoever he picks is going to do the job. Hopefully they just don't defend uh, or don't um, play as well. Um as they have been, because I want to see Queensland get a win. And Mark said, um, neither can defend like Cleary, though. Yeah. True. Um, there's enough big forwards in that New South Wales team to kind of cover that anyway. So um, I think they'll be fine unless Reese Walsh is playing, and then Reese Walsh will just cut them all to shreds. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So that's a good question from you. Um, we'll just put a stop on State of Origin talk for a little bit, <laughs> for a couple of weeks now. Um unless there's some big news um but my question for you we're going back to the warriors um because Great. we didn't get a game to talk about so let's talk about them now let's with chad townsend now with the warriors and chanel harris tavita um now not being out for the season who would be your halves pairing when chanel is fit and healthy to return would you kick chad out or would you yeah. uh, and cht <laughs> <laughs> i joke i joke um Look, for me, I think it almost feels a little bit like, um, I don't want to talk prematurely, but Cody almost feels like he's got a foot out the door. Uh, <laughs> um, so probably Chad and, and Chanel Harris-DeVita. 
uh, and you brought up a good point earlier about him learning off the senior half, and and he hasn't really had that a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of that option. Um, Nikarima could always bench ride and and provide cover for um, for Egan as well, and the halves um, at the expense of Otakolo, obviously, which. I eventually want to see him get more game time down the road. But, yeah, yeah I think probably Cody, 14, the halves, Chad, and Chanel Harris-Tavita. That would be what I'd that's, run with. That's how I'd do it too. And now, full disclosure, we haven't seen Chad run out in a while. So there might be a chance where we were like, oh, no, getting Chad was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> and then we changed this opinion. Um, but, yeah. Warriors fans can so, be fickle. We can, we can. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I think that's the most obvious choice with Cody's flexibility and his skill at being a good number 14. Um, yeah. I think it's a it's an easy choice um, for me. And if he is leaving, um, if it does get announced that he is going to leave the club, um, you, you can kind of put him where you want because he's not going to be in your future plans. So you could put him into 14 where I think is his actual position. Yeah. and get him to play. You don't have to try to keep him happy as a half just because you're trying to keep him in the team. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we we just, um, as the cliche goes, we have to wait and see until they actually play. Um, I do think, though, Chad and Cody will be a good combination um, yeah. for this yeah. week, which sure. brings us into segueing into round 16. Um, I see. Which before you do point. that, I see I have, Mark's got a got to leave he's got to go prep for his show with kevin campion hey say hi uh, that's to, right yeah say hi to campo for us mark but he's a regular viewer of the show yeah. <laughs> um yeah so we've got um oh yeah we'll talk about the ladder before we we move on thanks for reminding me paul um the ladder has not changed since last week um but i guess more um i guess i'll throw a question out to you richie what teams do we still have a shot? We did talk about it last week, and Nathan Cleary, I forgot to mention in the Origin game, Nathan Cleary is going to be out for a month with a shoulder injury. Do you see that affecting Penrith in any way? Thankfully, I, that does mean the Warriors play Penrith without Cleary, but yeah. there's a lot of other good players. Look, I, th I think there's a chance it might, um, and they'll have a big game this week against P Parramatta. Um <sighs> But you know, I think we saw when they had a few of their Origin players out, it affected them pretty heavily. Or uh, I will say that um, there was a few more players being out. So I don't think he's probably the most influential player in the game right now behind Tommy Turbo. So yeah, it'll have an influence, but I think maybe not as much seeing as though it's just him and you'll still have Luai and, and Burton slots into the halves. Um, where he's that's yeah. a specialist position, so I think it, it'll sting them a little bit, but not as badly as they were affected during Origin period around Origin yeah. one. Yeah, and I saw um, I should have grabbed a screenshot of it, but um, Gus Gould and Sterlo, um, the the better Sterling out there talking about <laughs> league, um, they did their prediction for what the final top eight would be. They both mm. had um, they both had the Warriors at eighth, and I think the only difference they basically had the exact same teams. They had St George dropping out and Cronulla coming in. So 
how long to it do you think that is? Oh, and I think Sterling had the Newcastle Knights in and had, I think they had the Sharks. Yeah, they had the Sharks out. Um, Sterling had the Sharks out and the Dragons out, and he had the Warriors and the Knights in. And Gould had what we see here in that top eight, but Cronulla at seventh and the Warriors at eighth. That's how um, I see it as well. Um, yeah. Hopefully, because I think we've dropped enough close games that I think we'd need to be happy with eighth if we squeaked into the eight. Um, yeah. I think St. George, they keep pulling out surprise results every now and then, but they're trending downwards, um, yeah. whereas Cronulla's trending upwards and, and have won uh, you know, a few on the bounce. So if they can keep going like they're going, I think they might stay, and, and hopefully it's us that picks up that last spot because I think from six upwards, it's pretty much set in stone. Yeah, I think it's really just seventh and eighth that are going to shift around. Um, either Dragons and Sharks stay in, or I'd say 12th and up still. I think Titans, Tigers, Bulldogs, and Brisbane are gone. Yeah. Um, I don't have any faith in the Titans anymore. Newcastle can still pull out wins, and they're going to have Ponga back. Um, and the Warriors, the Warriors need to get winning. If the Warriors lose this week, they're in big trouble because that mm. gap, that gap's going to start building. Um, there's just two points in it between them and the top eight right now. But if they lose this week and those teams above them win, that's then four points. And they also still have to play the Rabbitohs and Penrith. So, um, yeah, they need to win this week. But, yeah, the Cowboys and the Raiders are in that same area as well as the Dragons, Sharks, and the Warriors, where they, if they can keep, if they can get some wins on the board, they're going to keep themselves in the hunt. They just can't drop too many. Uh, so it's going to be, I think we're going to start seeing what that eight is in at least probably the next three, four weeks. Yeah, still very competitive right now for that, for those last two spots. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's the latter there, um, no shiftment due to no games. Uh, but we may as well get into uh, our fixtures for round 16 and our picks. So Thursday night, we've got uh, the Roosters and the Storm. Quite a good way to kick it kick it off. Yeah, I've gone the Storm. One. I've gone the Storm here. I think i am still got Storm as my eventual winners of the whole competition. And um, the Roosters, the Roosters have been good, but against these top quality teams with their um, issues with depth, I think the Storm have to come away with it. Oh, yeah. It's so hard to go past them. The Roosters get a bit of a boost. They get Sam Walker back this week. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the form of the Stormer is just way too hard to pick against them. They're clocking up scores on everybody. Yeah. And then first game on Friday, we've got the Warriors and the Dragons. This was hard. This was hard for me. Um, Warriors, I, I'm always... I'm always confident the Warriors can do something out there, uh, but the Dragons have been trying to um, befuddle me every week. Um, so, But I have gone with the Warriors. Um, they don't have Reese Walsh, but I think the additions of um, Dallin Watanese-Esniak and Chad Townsend is going to add um, a bit more, um, with Chad, more direction, and with Dallin, more pace. And I think the Dragons just aren't good enough, so I think they'll be able to get the win here. Um, over the Dragons. Yeah, no Reese Walsh. He's kind of got a handy replacement, a guy named Roger Tuivasa-Shek. You might know him. Um, he's played a few games, I believe. Yeah, he's not bad. Um, so, And I think we've gone pretty well against the Dragons the last 
at least two or three games. So, um, yeah, I've stuck with Warriors. I'm I'm staying loyal. Yeah, I think after all those years of the Warriors really struggling against the Dragons, I think they're on like a five yeah. or six winning game winning streak against them now. Yeah, so, we've turned um, the corner. It's good. Yeah, and then the next game on Friday is Penrith versus Para. Um, no Cleary, as we said, but I still think the Panthers will be good enough here over Parramatta. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, you know, Matt Burton's not a bad guy to bring into your halves, and he, he's he'll probably be one of the next big things as, so long as the Bulldogs don't ruin his career. <laughs> but, yeah, it might be a tight one. You know, the Eels, if they're on, could be tight, but I've stuck with Panthers as well. Yeah. And then uh, on our, our big Super Sad Day, we've got the Bulldogs and Manly first up. Pretty easy, um, Manly. Um, Bulldogs, I, I'm I'm scared. This this was a bit closer, I think, last time they played. Yeah. But I think it's still going to be a, a quite a heavy win, um, especially with the, um, the momentum guys like Tommy Turbo will bring in from Origin after that big win. Um, yeah, I, I'm scared to see what happens to the Bulldogs, unfortunately, for Bulldogs fans. Oh, yeah, same here. The... The recent form of both teams are polar opposites. <laughs> um, sea Eagles, easy pick. Yep. Next game up, Raiders-Titans. Um, they're both kind of teams that are just horrible at the moment. But I've gone with the Raiders. They're at home. And the Titans, well, I was gonna say, both teams don't know how to play second-half football. So that will make it an interesting second half. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the Raiders will get um, – get over here. They're generally faster starters. So if they both collapse in the second half, the Raiders should have done enough in the first. Yeah, I, I, I went, we're copying each other, Brad. I went Raiders as well. Um, yeah, I've, it was a tough one to pick because both these sides aren't traveling well at all. Uh, I think the Raiders get back Jared Croker this week after a while out. and They do, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's big for them. Um, you know, he's one of the co-captains. So, And then being at home, I, I stuck with Raiders. Then the last game on Saturday, we've got the Knights and the Cowboys. Um, I've gone with the Knights here. Um, playing at home, playing at home hasn't really helped them this season. Mm. But I think um, I think they're going to have the goods here over the Cowboys, especially Todd Payton is not there right now. Yep. So you're playing the Cowboys without their coach. Um, yeah. and, Caleb and Caleb Pong is back, which... Um, the Knights showed that they can beat the Warriors without Ponga. Um, having Ponga and Pierce back against the Cowboys, they should be able to get the job done. Yeah, that's big for them. Yeah, I went Knights too. I think they, they, they should get this one done. Yeah, and then um, the first game on Sunday, we've got the Sharks uh, versus the Broncos. It's Sharks for me here. Broncos, um, I think, would struggle against their reserve grade team right now. Um, so, yeah, Sharks for me. I think Sean Johnson's... Um, been playing well um, the last couple of weeks. I think he's in a great headspace after the news about signing with the Warriors, so he's happy, and mm. I think that will benefit his game, and they will put the Broncos to the sword. Um, Broncos have changed their halves pairing yet again, so there's still yeah. no stability in this side, and they won't get the win. Um, it's probably the most confident I've been in any game this round. Yeah, well, they, they lost a few players at training, I think, the Broncos. They get Katoni Stags back, which is pretty good they for do. them. They do. Yep. Um, and they could yeah, do a they solid. Lost... 
they could do us a solid and beat the Sharks. That'd be better for us, but I don't see it happening, mate. I'm with you. I think the Sharks. Yeah, as a selfish Warriors fan, I would like to see the Sharks get the loss here to help the yeah. Warriors get into that eight. But I just don't see the Broncos stringing it together. Um, and that takes us to the last game of the round, which is the Rabbitohs versus the Tigers. Um, kind of rinse and repeat of what we just said with the Sharks Broncos. I think the Rabbitohs will um, win this one quite handsomely. Yeah, that should be far too classy, mate. Not a lot, yeah. not a lot of, uh, not a lot of hope for the West Tigers. I don't think, especially on their last outing. Yeah, but I will be watching um, with interest to see how King goes in the second game for them. Um, yeah, hopefully it's not as bad as that game against the Storm. Um, so yeah. That's uh, an interesting, at least it's a, a game with a, a top-tier team um, to end the round instead of just always having the Dragons or the Bronco, uh, Bulldogs, sorry, in that last game of the round. And um, Simon Simon gave us his picks. Um, I think he's basically gone like we have. Um, he has got the Storm by six, the Warriors by four, Panthers by six, Seagulls by ten, Raiders by two, Knights by four, Sharks by six, and Rabbitohs by eight. Yeah, I um, always so, knew Simon was smart. I always knew. Yeah. Um, so next week we will still be level um, with our tips. So um, you've got to not be so scared and um, pick pick some <laughs> pick some risky uh, games in there if, if you want to get past me. Um, or I might need to so I can actually get the lead for the first time this year. I'm sure um, we will at one point. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we have gone a little bit long, but we'll cover some overseas news quite quickly. Um, first part, uh, Simon did mention it in our little chat that we, we can't show to the crowd yet. But um, the Combined Nations team um, defeated England 26-24 this week. So yep. they had the England side against... Um, just a combination of um, Super League players from other nations. And, yeah, um, I didn't get to watch the game, um, but I heard it was quite good um, if you weren't an English fan. Um, mm. But, yeah, good to see them over there at least trying something um, to, to put some international-type scenario. Even that would be a good thing for this yeah. round if you did, like, a combined team against New Zealand or something. Yeah. Um, that would be an interesting point. We'll write it down and we'll email Peter Valandis after the show. Let him know. Um, and then um, we got some former Warriors news. Conrad right. Harrell. So, so, yep. so they did manage to put that together. I, what kind of England team or, or European team could you put together from NRL players? Are there enough players there to, to put a team, to put an England team together or not? No, not really. There's only a handful. Um, less now that George Williams took his ball and went home. Um, yeah. There, there's a handful. So it's only okay, yeah. so you, you, you couldn't put that together as part of a uh, as as yeah European team in there. Okay. Yeah, Just, they would have to be in the Combined Nations team. But yeah, Simon said the Combined Nations team only had two days training and very poor crowd attendance for the match. Yeah. I, to be honest, I don't blame the poor match attendance. If I was over in the UK at the moment, I wouldn't want to go outside because um, that COVID's still very big over there. But um, yeah, I don't. They don't, as as Simon alluded earlier in the show. England don't really care about the international type of game anyway, as well. So I don't really feel like they would have promoted it that much either. Um, the fact that it was so late with the um, combined nations getting their training there too. 
but at least even with two days training, they were still better than England, which um, is another tick in the book as a Kiwi over here. Um, but yeah, Conrad Harrell, former warrior, um, you may have seen this in the social medias. I sure but, did. Um, <laughs> in, um, in his game that we're going to um, briefly talk about the result here, he got knocked unconscious by Lee Mossop. Um, there was a bit of niggle in the play the ball and Conrad decided um, to run after uh, a prop, which is generally not a good idea. And um, Lee gave him a, a little one-two and just um, put him out cold. Conrad's fine. Conrad actually shared footage off, off the of the altercation on social media and kind of had a laugh at himself. Um, obviously it's not great to see players trying to knock each other out, but um, at least no one was hurt long-term, but Brad, it, the, Brad, the thug has come out again to report this. <laughs> yeah. Um, they need to make it like ice hockey where you just get a two minute stand down and everyone just yeah. lets you go until you're tired. But um, yeah. And then a bit of kind of going with the COVID talk that's gone through the whole show um wednesday's game um between castleford and st helens this week's been cancelled because castleford have advised they are unable to produce a team st helens get the points by default and they actually get a score of 24 nil for the default um there was no game postponement won't already in the super league but um this one wasn't allowed to be postponed because i've got it here castleford did not meet the threshold um, for a postponement, which means they need seven players unavailable or seven senior players, sorry, unavailable due to positive COVID tests or being close contacts. Castleford came out and said, in addition to a large injury toll to their senior players, they've had a large number of youngsters unavailable due to being close contacts, but due to them being junior juniors, they didn't count. So I thought that was a bit unfair, but um, it's a bit of a concern for... Um, everything in general because these two teams are playing each other in the challenge cup final in a couple of weeks mm. so if um castleford can't get a team together what's it going to do for that final it's a bit of a concern um hopefully those close contacts get negative tests and they can come back into the camp and get themselves playing again um but yeah so that meant we had a shorter round um but we had castleford um Corner. Castleford had beaten Catalans before this happened, 16-6. Wakefield beat Wigan, 14-6. Um, Warrington defeated Lee, 44-18. Um, Hull FC defeated Huddersfield, 17-10. Hull KR and St. Helens was postponed. Um, and then Leeds ended the game um, 38-12. So despite Conrad getting knocked out, that was basically the only win Salford got in that game. Um, and then this round, um, Simon's also said Castleford Tigers are resting players for the Challenge Cup. That's probably true as well. Um, they probably decided we'll take this one and beat St. Helens in the Challenge Cup. But... Um, and Lee's very close to getting relegated, Simon said. They've just come up as well, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, they came up replacing the Toronto Wolfpack. Um, so I think they were always on a on a hard road this year um, in their first year back. Um, but, yeah, it'd be unfortunate to see them go down again. And um, I know Simon will give us the information, but for some reason, rounds 12 and 13, are very close this um, this week. I've actually included both of them because 
there's literally um, two games on Wednesday, one now um, defaulted due to St. Helens and Castleford, as we just covered. But then we've got Wigan versus Warrington, Salford versus Wakefield, Huddersfield versus Catalans, and Leeds versus Lee. And then that they finish up on the Thursday. Then on Sunday, round 13 starts with St. Helens versus Wigan, Hull FC versus Salford, Warrington versus Leeds, Catalans and Hull KR is postponed, and then Huddersfield versus Castleford. So I don't even know if Castleford will make that game um, at the at the end next Tuesday, which will be finished just before our show next week. Um, and yeah, Sims also mentioned um, it's yeah hard on Lee, and they only get fifty percent of the TV money that other teams have got. Um, yeah. So do you have any new anything else on Super League before we let everyone go home? Oh, we got no. Simon again. They haven't had a French player in the NRL for, um, for the five years ago. The French rugby league team are trying to get going and get a new Caledonia team in the Queensland Cup. Yeah, oh, they need to do something. That, that'll be a good way for them to grow the game. Um, I don't know the, the quality of players that they have to make it into the NRL, but I think definitely if they could get a side into the Queensland Cup, you would start seeing that. Um, Mm. I suppose you could go, if you went back five or six years um, and say, um, would Papua New Guinea have enough good players to play in the NRL? And they've got quite a few now. Same with Tonga, Samoa and Fiji. Um, so, yeah, they just need to get players. If they can get into the Queensland Cup, they can get some players to get that experience. And then yeah. we'd probably see a few more of them. And then that as another tool that can make the international game stronger, which is still sorely needed. Yeah. Anything to add there, Richie? No, you, you're no, on the money. I, always, I just yeah. nod and smile and agree with you. On the money on everything bar tips <laughs> when it comes to origin. Um, yeah. So that will do it for our show this week. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie. Uh, remember, for your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. on Wednesday here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thanks again for joining me, Richie, and good night, everyone. No worries. Thanks, everybody. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 